So I'm sure you have something up in there. You recently crossed the narrow <laughs> sea into the West Havens. Here, there yes. we go. And now, West now you've returned. Well, now you're now you're east by Dorn, and I guess it would be Dorn, wouldn't it? Nah, well, yeah, I guess. I I think it's more north of the wall, seeing as it's snowing right now. But we can say Dorn. It's snowing now. Yes, it is. Welcome to Game of Owns, a geography podcast. Where it always <laughs> snows. <laughs> <laughs> Selena's back. She's from Sweden. I am indeed back. And back home after my trek across the narrow sea, I did not find any dragons. I did my best to track them down. You didn't find any at all? No. <laughs> You'd be horrible at Skyrim because, like, half the game is finding dragons. Really? Like, oh, this is oh a blood my God. dragon. Yeah, let me kill this and get a dragon soul. This guy in Skyrim, I don't mean to, to stray off course, guys. We've been in the show for 15 seconds now, so let me. <laughs> Make sure that we don't go too long. But what I'm saying is, there's this guy in Skyrim that his entire job, he's called the Dragonborn, the Dovahkiin, if you will, and he absorbs the souls of flying dragons. That is now, the walking ones, they just He's call like the lizards. Shang Tsung of dragons. I don't yeah, want to play uh, that game. He's the main character, and you love him. He's good. I named mine Stark, actually. His <laughs> name is Stark. Stark <laughs> yeah, the he's Dragon. Stark the Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> it's Friday on Game of Owns. Mike is not here because he's playing basketball with Shaquille O'Neal. I think that's what he's doing. That's what you get to do once in a once and once or twice in a lifetime, or as Mike is, you know, in Mike's case, every Friday. <laughs> there's been a there's been a lot to happen this week. We had our recap of the second episode. I'm looking at a bunch of pictures of cats that are pretending to be Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> Uh, we had a commentary episode that you were on for during, I guess, for time travel purposes. You took a TARDIS and then recorded it. I did indeed. It was fun. We couldn't say hi to you then because that wouldn't have made sense. But now we can. So it's good <laughs> to have you back in this I'm glad current to be year. Back. I was so um, anxious, Selena, because after this week's aired episode of Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. I was wondering. I, I felt like Jojen Reed kind of introduced himself a little <laughs> too soon because I was like, wait, Selena's not on. We can't talk about Jojen Reed. Yeah. Um, but we did anyway. Of course we did, um, because Jojen Reed was of you. was meant to be um, ogled and discussed. He was just begging for that on the show. Oh, so, but now, Jojen. now, ogled. hold to... on a second. He's like fifteen. <laughs> no, no, but he come on. He shows up in Brand's dream before he like shows up in the real world. Like people are supposed to talk about that. Yeah, he's a wonder yeah. boy. He's a wonder. <laughs> boy. It wasn't so, that kind of dream. But it was yeah, a wasn't dream. I, or was I it? don't know. Or was it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. He didn't finish. We knew dream. that you would be. You, you would want to talk about this. So, so I guess without further ado, let's introduce this. Uh, oh Selena talks about the reads. <laughs> Selena, <laughs> no, no more ado. So, right. Welcome to um, Selena Wilkins solo podcast for Game of Thrones. The other guys can leave. <laughs> Selena, <now. laughs> we we really want the perspective from a Spanish pop star. So could you share it with us? <laughs> right. <laughs> See, no one ever says Selena um, Catwoman. It's always just Gomez. It's anyway. It's not important. I was talking about Selena, Selena, like from like, that Jennifer Lopez play. Oh, there <laughs> like you go. Before Selena oh, Gomez. I thought you were going to talk about this teenage witch. Or I guess that was Sabrina. Wasn't that it? was indeed. Yeah, Selena. That, oh, that Selena was. Kyle. You're talking about Selena Kyle, the Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Okay. This is too much. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the reads. The reads. Oh my god. Um. This. Oh my god. There were so many new characters this episode that I wanted to talk about. I watched the episode finally a few days after it aired, and I was like, I wish we could have done a commentary for that one because I just would have been. Maybe that's a good thing then, because I would have just been screaming throughout the whole thing, going like, "Look at all the cool people." Um, <laughs> we're gonna let it simmer down a little bit. <laughs> we record that commentary then. Maybe yeah. Do you imagine I've just a peaked microphone the entire episode? <laughs> Like Micah, Eric, and I are trying to talk, and she's just like, "Ah!" <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what it would be like. Um, no, that was the, a bird. That wasn't me. The reeds. I mean, I've been, I've been eagerly anticipating their arrival, and now everybody, I guess you guys can see why me and Micah have sort of been like, "Oh, the reeds," because they really are something else. They're really awesome, and I think that their introduction. I mean. I do, I do agree. I think you guys talked in the last episode that it would have been better to save some space between Jojen's first introduction and the dream to when he appeared. But I mean, you know, it's a short season. They have to condense those things. And I, I like the way that they did that. And I actually thought I loved Mira as well. And I wasn't expecting to like her as much in the show. As Is Jojen. she unlikable in the book or? No, I just, 
I don't know. She's a lot of, of people's favorite character, actually, but I just never really had a strong... I don't know. I just never assumed that this, the, the TV version would be the same, but actually, I might have liked her slightly more than Jojen. <gasps> I know. Why? I know. What's the... I know, I'm shocked, but, like, Mira didn't really have a whole lot to do in this episode. I think it's not really arguable that, that Jojen but had a lot she more. she carries the weapons, guys. Because she she's better the with yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess so. It's true. You gotta protect yeah. people, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Because sometimes their legs they're worth work. protecting. I was reading on Twitter that yeah. Jojen did get some some hate and some oh, no. uh, some remarks from people. People just didn't care, uh, such as one tweet that I read uh, as it came through from Emily Rugburn. She said, listen, kid, from Love Actually, no one has time for your wizardry, <laughs> so sit down and shut it. No! <laughs> so, essentially, I mean, you were talking about the reads and you, where people are looking forward to them, they really like them, and, you know, this Eric, it does nothing but just give credit to everything you've been saying throughout the entirety of the podcast where you're like i can't wait till magic gets here i can't wait till the reads mm-hmm. gets here i mean they swoop in and you know we saw some 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 bits of it and definitely the last time we saw the house of Undying, we saw the uh, captain creepy face transmog himself into eight different people but like mm-hmm. they just kind of swoop in and they're like yeah i'm a fortune teller you know all of these different <laughs> things and obviously it's not that simple but it's we now have characters that are part of the story that are that are obviously something is something is different yet no one's asking the question but we all right. kind of know the answer they're, they're just different and you know that's what i love about the introduction of these characters is like the show is suddenly saying hey you guys it's not just you know crazy people <laughs> with death wishes running around or, the country killing each people. other um right it's 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 actually there's actually something deeper going on some of these characters actually have something like a destiny like Bran, which is fantastic. Like Link. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Bran, <yeah>. Jojen <laughs> Reed telling Bran he has a destiny so doesn't Jojen necessarily make So Jojen is like his little fairy so. flying around. Anyway, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he found his way out of the Lost Woods. He's in yep. the Sacred Forest Meadow, and then hey, they, they found listen. Bran there. You're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no, no. Eric, the, I think you guys will appreciate this, but when I was watching the episode and Jojen walks up the first time, I, all I could think of, I would go, Ron! <laughs> because he was back, he found them camping in the forest, and I was just like, "Well, the campfire is about to go Aww. out." Anyway, yeah, it's over. But yeah, so the reeds are here, and that's fun. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like Jojen Reed for me, telling Bran you have a destiny doesn't necessarily make it so. But I was worried because these this young kid comes up and he has magic, and he's had magic for years, and he saw when Ned died, and he did this, that, the other thing. I'm thinking. Magic used to be so uncommon in this show, and you know, I, I I would love every time, you know, picking out every time we got this reference of of magic. But now it seems almost commonplace for some ten year old to show up or however old he is and tell Bran, "Oh yeah, I saw you here. This that the other thing. You're a warg. This that. You know, it's like, oh, okay. So there are kids who just were born doing this. It's not like some kind of discipline that only people who grew up north of the wall had. You know, it's yeah. not some right. random red priest with some random god. You know, kids can do this. You he was just too. born with this, you know? You can't so, help it. Like Michael Jordan. I don't know what to make of it, because it seems like magic is way front and center um, all of a sudden. It may be too soon for me. I'm not. I'm, my ears are still trying to adjust. I think it's good. Bring it. You know what I mean? It's more depth to the story. More crazy shit can happen. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, I'm now a Daenerys fan. Like a massive Ooh, Daenerys yeah. fan. <laughs> so anything can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, anything can happen. Any Like literally anything can happen. So... I don't know. I think it's cool because we we were, you know, uh, let's just talk about the first season of the first book, for example, because we just finished the book and the end the podcast and everyone's seen the first season. But it's very clearly a show that is steeped in sort of pagan spiritual gods with all of these strange rituals, things mm-hmm. like the gods would yada, yada, yada. There's all of these different traditions that ring true to so many people and, and 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 in our mind it shifts us back to the old days we think of the dark ages even the darker ages because this was <laughs> this is so much a mirror of kind of the roman empire that we that we kind of think about it to those times like the days of jesus christ and yada 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 but in reality this is something that is more along the lines of and i don't want to bring up potter because it's not <laughs> but Potter you is just something got author history there. there. I love it. It just it, it introduces a world that's like, well, what if this is here and it's different? Like uh, at first, I felt like we were getting 
thrown into a world that was familiar and that we understood from history. But rather than that, it's it has the the elements from that kind of historical story and the way it's written. It seems very encyclopedic. But on top of that, it's like. Well, there's also all of this different kind of majesty. There's magic and there's things that you don't understand and that the people in our story don't even understand. Yeah. Yeah. There is something off about it. No, I agree. I think it's cool. Um, But hopefully they'll take a less, I guess, direct approach in the future on the show with explaining everything. And I'm not not saying I want him to be more vague, but I'm saying in general, Jojen just coming up and saying, oh, this is this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can do this because this reason. I'm like, eh, I kind of want them right. to have to work for it a little bit. You know, Jojen, this episode seemed to have all the answers, and yeah. I don't know. It's it's unbecoming to be so cocky. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you were the one who said you like Joffrey. Anyway, I think that you know, <laughs> we can. I think we can expect him to be a bit more vague in the future because, despite the fact that he knows a lot about Bran. He doesn't actually, in the books anyway, he's not as forthcoming with information as, and he didn't actually give away that much this episode. He just gave him like the basic rundown. You know, you're a warg, deal with it. Right. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't overly, like, I don't feel like he fed too much, but at the end of the day, it's like, this show is supplementing the content from the book. It's all the same story. As long as the grand scheme is put on screen, which it will yeah. be. We know that. The stuff that's in between, how they get there, I mean, that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, none, none of it matters. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're taking different paths, obviously, and this is this is an obvious thing, but I'm going to say it. We're taking different paths because screen is an absolute, vastly different medium to tell a story than pages. So we're taking sacrifices where we have to. Yeah. And the more I see examples of that, you know, where it's like they told the story differently, but then I realize, oh, well, if they told them the way book, it wouldn't have worked. And I, I just see more examples every week. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, kind of visually really stunning. But if, even if it were written down, even if this exact scene were written down, it would be more like a screenplay because it's just actions, you know, these, these actions that are so exciting on screen, obviously the book fills in a lot more detail. And as I'm doing completely different, and it's like every week I'm reminded of this. So it's a, it's an exercise in trying to get used to the different mediums, I think. Well, I mean, on, on top of all of this, we have a great example of this happening and of people that are creating the show to take a creative license toward the story. And Selena, you won't hear for our revelatory discussion on this. But everything that went down with, with Catelyn last week while she was making that wicker charm thing, which I would love to have personally, I know, by it's the way. beautiful. I'm going to check Etsy and eBay for that, or you can knit it for me. <laughs> Probably yeah. won't be as impressive. Yes, I'll knit two out of, of, of wood, like she does somehow. <laughs> She learn. was knitting wood, right? I know, right? It was yeah. I'm pretty impressive. sure she was. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so what were your thoughts on all that bullshit? Oh well, uh, this is another scene. I'm really glad that I can weigh in on now because I was listening to you guys' discussion and I was, you know, it's one of those uh, instances where I was just going, but, but wait, <laughs> I have a point, which is. I wish I was on a podcast. Wait, <laughs> I know, wait. right? <laughs> I'm on an airplane instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was, it, it was, I think a lot of what you guys said was really spot on, which is that if, if Catelyn, I mean, her making, her, her, her saying all these things as though what she did for John or what she prayed to should happen to John and the the promises she didn't keep to the old gods if if they were really suggesting that this was true then I think it would be I wouldn't like the scene as much but I didn't see it as that at all I see the fact that Catelyn is clearly we've seen this from the very beginning she's a superstitious woman she keeps you know strongly to her old gods or her new gods I suppose even when you know taken to Winterfell and confronted with these old gods of her husband and her children she still keeps to the seven and at this point I think that just the fact that she's completely destroyed by the loss of her husband and the loss of most of her children and then there's the fact that we don't actually get to see her explore these complicated feelings through chapters and chapters and chapters and chapters of, you know, internal monologue. I think that this whole whole monologue that she had here just brought to life that this is truly what she believes. She believes that she is at fault for all this, but I don't think that the show was suggesting that she really was. And I don't know, maybe I just saw that differently from you guys, but I just saw that this was Kat just admitting to Talisa that 
she felt like not only had she lost most of her family, but she felt like she was responsible for it. And she felt like she was just getting what was coming to her right now. And they were using John to illustrate that because John is Catelyn's flaw. The the way she, in my opinion, the way she feels for John, the way that she was never able to accept him. I mean, that is her, her hatred of him, despite him doing anything to her. That is, I think, a flaw in the viewers and the readers' eyes. And it's a flaw in her own eyes. She knows that this is mean. You know, she said this in this episode. She she knows that she shouldn't be feeling this way, but she can't help it. You know, and I think that that whole thing and the fact that it was acted so perfectly, I think that just kind of brought those things to light that needed to be brought to light. It's such an interesting scene because, you know, when, when talking about it 15 minutes after it happened, you know, we're all mm, sitting in a mm-hmm. room. We're just like, are they trying to make – and it's like it's obvious. Like if you go back and look at it seriously, we've gotten a, a, a shit ton of emails. You've gotten a shit ton of comments and a shit ton of tweets. And literally it's like this is a scene in the show. This is obviously not a big deal. This is obviously not a part of the show where they're trying to introduce a new story element. And that's what it kind of seemed like at the moment because, it, I mean, because Eric was like, wait, because Eric doesn't like Jon Snow. And Eric was like, wait, are they, are they making this about Jon? And I'm like, yeah, Eric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, if she comes from having a, I mean, no, it's true. Right, like, right. It's true that in the show there are X, you know, a ton of scenes with a ton of characters and they're just getting through it. You know, every couple of minutes there's a new scene with a new character. But, you know, it's our job, I think, on this show to, to pick it apart. And that in particular was relevant, like you said, for for me. I really wanted to know if this was supposed to be an epitome. And like you're saying, now it seems like, okay, so it's not. You know, it's just yeah, kind of they her, just use her, her own character moment. You know, but you never yeah. know with this show. I'd like to, you know, at least praise myself for keeping an open mind here. And um, <laughs> pat yourself on the I, back. I agree. Good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, I agree. No, good job. And I've, I've, I've really enjoyed seeing all the feedback that we've gotten to this, you know, both um, on our Facebook and on Winter's Coming on Twitter, everywhere people have been sort of having really strong opinions about Catelyn and about her feelings in this scene. And it just goes to show how much we've all connected to these characters. It's very cool to see. Super, super cool to see. I mean, and, and we, we all feel the same way you do. Um, it's just, I mean, like, let's, let's, let's be honest here. There were no ulterior motives in the writing of this scene all right it was i think it was meant to be very just light like hey we need to find a way for it to make sense for catelyn to show grief and that's what we said during the episode it was like well why is catelyn so sad and and i i think i said something along lines of well let's think about all these things that have happened to her you know she just found out that that bran and rickon are are probably dead and they handled it a little light so they were spilling the rest of the the grief into a different scene. That's all that it was. I mean, it's, it's seriously, it's one of those scenes. Like, I mean, Roz was introduced as a character for Christ's <laughs> sake. We don't even know who, who she is. Like they have their methods to tell a story and to get a point across. And yes, Eric, you're right. It's good to, it's good to question those things. Mm-hmm. And it gave Michelle fairly a wonderful, wonderful acting moment. I thought. Yeah, she's certainly getting some screen time, which is great. We do want to say special thanks to all of our listeners who did email in about this and, you know, tweet us and leave comments on, you know, whenderscoming.net. Um, one of them in particular on Twitter, Hingle McCringleberry. Ooh. Um, I, I just had to, I had just had to, you, you, it's apparent. Okay. Why I had to, mention okay. This guy. Um, but they right. say my opinion, you guys are taking the Catelyn scene way too seriously. It won't even be a blip on the radar in five episodes. So, Yes, that's true. Obviously, you know, hindsight, we're like, okay, sure, that can probably be pushed under the rug. But think about how exciting the show is going to be in five episodes, too. And unless Catelyn's running around going, oh, my God, I did this, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I think it'll be – I think it'll be – you know, going off in a different direction. So I think that's fair. Wait, what about this one? This one was literally just tweeted to us from at Holy Sock. <laughs> he says, Cat suffers from religious guilt, thinks the gods are punishing her because she did not keep her promise to love John. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty much all. Yeah, that's it. It's all, it's just, it's just a device to show <laughs> yeah. grief. It's it's called, it's called drama on television at the end of the day. I love how somebody's saying Holy Sock. Somebody named Ho- somebody named Holy Sock is telling us it's just religious guilt. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, remember that crossbow? Holy Sock. It was. Uh, was that it? Yeah, it was it. Oh wow! <laughs> well done. Yeah, I think that was my transition. I think you need to borrow Eric's book, but um, we'll save that for yeah. <laughs> after the show. Yeah, I need to renew my library card. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously though, 
Oh God! Right. So Joffrey had a date. Okay, he, he, he had, had a, date. a date with. Uh, oh my gosh! With my new, possibly favorite. I have a lot of new favorite characters. Okay, leave me alone. Uh, Marjorie <laughs> was so fantastic in this episode. I almost couldn't even. It's so funny how every week the show, when it's on, manages to sort of surprise me by how good it is. I'm sort of just going there going, but, but, but how? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I mean, I obviously, I loved, loved, loved the Queen of Thorns as well. I, ugh, how, what's not to love, right? But, yeah, um, no, she was wonderful. But, except I don't think Eric liked her. But anyway, I loved yeah, her. Yeah, I was going to say, like, people are shitting their pants about her. And I'm just like, uh, okay, she's fine, but still, oh, like, really? So well, think, sassy, think about though. the kind of people, I mean, we haven't had the show on for a while, Eric, right? Yeah. So think about the kind of people that we're used to seeing in the show, where people, they're like, oh, I'll kill you, I'll rape you with your bunghole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, literally, people have said that, like, I'll, and just crazy shit. And we find a character that's just like, don't mind him, he's stupid. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. Someone, someone that is very almost Tyrion-like, just sort of normal. I I think you're right and the Tyrells I mean it's all about the women in that family and I never really picked that up from the books I'm not sure how apparent it is but here I was like hell yeah <laughs> I'll it's join. like someone we could talk to we could have her on the show that person the queen of thorns <laughs> exactly. and she could keep up exactly whereas if we had someone like you know Karstark on the show he'd be like ah my finger's gone <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's great <laughs> But I mean, anyway. going back to the to the Marjorie and Joffrey scene, um, which just it it just that scene really stuck out to me as one of my favorite in the episode because of how she played him and how you could see the emotion on her face, you know, as she was in front of this creep who had this stupid like child safe crossbow or whatever the hell it was yeah it was definitely child safe yeah <laughs> and and he was just he's he's being such I mean he's he's always. You know, a little uh, every every week, but this week he really he he just takes it to new lengths. Every week it's ridiculous, and he was saying just terrible things, and you could just see her eyes sort of settling when he said that bit about her brother and Renly, and you could just see her going, "Oh, I hate this guy, but I'm obviously going to play him because this is my role." And then at the end, when they look into the mirror. And she goes, would you like to see me kill something with it? And you can just tell that she's she wants to shoot it at him. And I'm like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think it's perfect because we have, now we have a character that is on the inside. Like on the inside, inside. Mm -hmm. yeah. like she's, some, she's someone that could be like, hey, Joffrey. I think I think your mom's being a butt face, and he'd be like, "You know what? She is. Let's lock her up." And we'd be like, "Oh, that just happened. Yeah. You know, she, she could she could you know do something like that." She That's true. Could. It's like Joffrey is really you, you know he was pushing everybody else away. He's, he's this whole season he has nobody, but now Marjorie's on the inside, like you just said. So that's cool, and it's like he's a real king because he's got somebody he trusts now. You know, he's, he's got his own hand, which is her hand, which well, may I be doubt, sexual. <laughs> I doubt that he'd take it that far because he does, you know, hate women too. But yeah, I think that yeah, she can that. play yes. that to her advantage too. Well, he had her at first too in the, the scene. Let's not, I mean, even though she had been warned by Sansa that he was a monster, she didn't see any of that coming, I don't think. Um, the ability to rise to the challenge, obviously, mad props to her. Um, but he was he was coming out of nowhere and he she was going nowhere in a hurry with that. So... So, Glad she was able to swing it around. So let's have it, Eric. <laughs> let's have, yeah, let's have it. Theon. Now it's Joffrey. Let's have it. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you, he's doing his own thing. He said no, go screw off to his mother. And <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, like, at least he's playing his own game, being his own king, not Is letting his mom really, and coddle him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he just a spoiled little brat who was playing around with weapons thinking Oh, but I king. blame his mother for that, you know. There are characters I think less of because of Joffrey's existence. Joffrey does not necessarily have to be one of them. Well, just self-responsibility, not take over when you become king. What's that? <laughs> it's, like, it's like saying the president is responsible for the stuff that he does because his parents were mean. <laughs> it's hey, like, if it's his, like if his George parents... Bush, his dad was so he had to deal with his dad being the president. It's a hard life. If his parents were, were also characters on this fictional TV series, I could hate them as well and be very vocal but, about it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, though, I think if there's any character that you should just not like it's Joffrey. 
Well, see, I, I, I claimed, uh, this was during the last season. I really hoped and prayed for Joffrey's head to be removed from his body in the, uh, following season's opener. That hasn't happened in like two seasons. So I have to say, like, I'm kind of changing my game here because I want to root for somebody who's going to live. It's very clear You're that Theon. You're rooting for Joffrey. <laughs> it's, it's clear that Theon's not going to survive. It's a strange podcast, guys. Very much strange further. show. I mean, if the Theon, it's clear that Theon, is not going to survive for very much longer. Um, so I think that I need to go with somebody a little different. Okay. You know, who may have a better chance of surviving in this terrible world. Okay, so how about this? Because I know <laughs> on the, on Twitter I sort of called out that uh, Olena Terrell should just rule the, um, the Iron Throne. But how about this? Joffrey stays on as king. We bring Theon in as his hand. Oh, and yeah. And then in his council sits Stannis. And, <laughs> and you've obviously given Tywin. us some thought <laughs> dude listen uh yeah. I, i'm gonna head go ahead and pause the show right now because i just heard eric run off uh into his house he uh was screaming he tackled a dog and he's he's <laughs> cheering amongst himself oh yeah i think i, I think yeah, i hear him coming yeah. back he's opening up a package of pop tarts <laughs> uh sounds delicious so those s'more flavored ones it's the sound of victory. Well, no, they're frosted strawberry. Oh, good. Is there any other flavor? Well, I think that that might be too much for even you, Eric, to deal with. And I think it's probably more than enough. You forgot Davos for the, uh, pe- I did. Do you like him too? Well, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, no, Davos is great. <laughs> <laughs> Davos will be the new fool. He'll that's bring me he'll onions. Dance around. Aww. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be a chef. <laughs> that's a good stuff. No, it's too much. It's too much for <laughs> listeners. I know that we're going to undoubtedly be receiving uh, a, an ass load of comments about something like that. Oh, God, do you hear that? Oh, God. How did it? A- Is it a bird? Is it a... It's a bird. Hey, guys, look, the raven's... Uh, oh, look, the raven's visiting us today. raven. <laughs> hello! Oh, hello, raven. Oh, Do you have some some Yo. words for oh, us Hold on, today. let me unattach let me, uh, this small note attached to his uh, his his leg here, his ankle, his bird. Ooh, are they are they dark? Bird ankle. No, this one's actually... Oh, yeah, it's it's written in uh, Bic ballpoint pen. I'll go ahead and read it. Let me see what it says. It says, uh, uh, the raven is going to visit us uh, on some shows that we want to talk about the emails and comments and all that stuff that you guys have been sending us and introduce it in a conversational form. Okay, so that's what that is. Yay! So uh, let's see what he has with him. He's carrying a sack, isn't he? He is. It's an entire sack uh, full of... Uh, it feels like Christmas. Full of mail and presents. No, in all seriousness, remember we talked about we were going to like, oh, let's put stuff together and compartmentalize all of the correspondence socially that we have yes. with our listeners. Well, here it is. We're going to call it the Raven. And sometimes he flies in. And yes, there will be different bird sound effects. You can bet your sweet asses. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yes. I want to. Yeah. So I would like to uh, propose that we read this email written in by Jenny. Uh, and she just says, I figured this would make someone laugh today if you haven't seen it. And the subject line says, Charles Dance reads Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey. And the, wow. <laughs> she says, love the show with a smiley face. So let's watch it. Now we've got a very special treat for you. It's over to the Big Fat Quiz's Masterpiece Theatre, where actor Charles Dance is giving us a reading. It's your homeland, what Selena. What is he reading from? Over to you, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter two. Almost. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let me ask you something first. <laughs> oh, no. Do you want a regular vanilla relationship? That's Tyrion's father. I flush. Oh no. Yes, you can tell. Oh my god. Fuckery. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Wow. Wow, Charles Dance. So... So this was, see, uh, you know, a, a chapter of Game of Thrones? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I think that uh, Charles Dance, uh, he uh, he should play the character in the, in the film. Oh, yes. I agree. Both of them. Yeah, no, both of them simultaneously. I th- you know what? I say I say we should just have a uh, Game of Thrones actor read a chapter of um, Fifty Shades every week. Next week, it should be Joe Dempsey. Yes. No, could you? Oh, shut! Oh, come on. Okay, <laughs> ulterior motives there. I, 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 in my mind, I saw one of the guys from uh, Grey's Anatomy. I Patrick was like, Dempsey. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's that would be a bit random. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
That was fun. <laughs> I love how the Raven also brings us multimedia messages. Yeah. See that? The Raven. It's called that. It's a great. Well done, Raven. It's a great name. Yes. It must be when it flew flew into the modern world, you know, in that program. That's the same yes. Raven. Thank you for connecting yes. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, Jenny, that was a cool email. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jenny. You win. Uh, how many points does she get? We start giving out points. 50. 50 Seriously. points. Seriously. I'm, I'm not Ooh, kidding. Yeah. Let's just do it right now. 50 points. 50? 50 Shades of Grey? Yeah. 50? 50 Shades of Points, yeah, 50 Shades of Grey. That okay, that's a lot of points, Jenny. It's <laughs> a lot of points. Okay, so this one is from Emily, who writes, Hello, my lovely Goolians. I feel like hmm. that should be Goolians for some reason. But what okay. about Goovians? Like Hoovians? I am a long-time... Goovians. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like Hoovians. I am yeah. um, a long-time listener, first-time writer, and I want to share something very special with you guys. I usually don't have very vivid dreams, but a few weeks ago, I had a dream that I won't soon forget. Was it about Game of Thrones? No, it was not. <laughs> in this dream, I was in a room with all of the goo hosts mm-hmm. playing some board game, which I apparently sucked at. We were recording an episode of Goo at the same time, and I was apparently a regular host. I told you guys I had just finished book one, which actually just happened in real life. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you teased me. Zach or Eric, can't remember which, sorry guys, asked me why it <laughs> took so long and why I read it in the first place, since it's just like the show. <laughs> but it's such insightful questions you guys ask in Very particular. <laughs> The, the the dream then changed to me looking at a Facebook comment that Zach left in a picture of Philadelphia <laughs> saying that he learned more about Philly since someone he knows, a.k.a. me, All right, this there. is strange. I'm not quite sure what this dream means, um, even if it's uh, – but I thought you guys would enjoy it. Stay gooey. It's strange because I literally just uh, opened my Facebook up last night, like re, re uh, reactivated it oh. last night. And now I could, I could have, I mean, I could have, I don't know, like, I could have posted a comment on a picture of Philadelphia. So you're saying that you're you know not I mean? sure what, yeah, you know, you don't know if you can account for your whereabouts last night between the hours that Emily was sleeping. Yeah, I, I'm trying to say that I don't know if this was just a dream or if she has the sight. I don't well, know. Raven did bring this to us. I'm just saying, maybe the Raven traveled <sighs> into her dream or took you there. Yeah. And is now you're recalling it. All right, Emily, we're going to need to know more about this. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until then, in your dreams, <laughs> <laughs> stay gooey. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's see what else we have. Uh, cool thing about Mance Raider. I think this is awesome. Uh, Marlon says hi all. I don't know if anyone has commented on this before, but the name Mance Raider is a bit of a pun on Mance Raider. He spells it differently. As in somebody who attacks your home. Love the podcast. Regards, Marlon. Well done, George. Well, well done, Marlon, for catching Yeah, it's this. actually English language, Mance no uh, means house. It's that's like almost a, like a J.K. Like Rowling yeah. level yeah, name right there. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Like Rita Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We had some responses recently. I'm digging through the Raven's bag here to our commentary episodes. Uh, Rachel Jenkins says, my own for that commentary episode would be the way Summer owned the would-be assassin's neck Thanks for giving me an excuse to visit these episodes again. <laughs> I was listening back. That was really, really uh, brutal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could hear the, the juggler vein. Like, <laughs> it was like, it's me. I'm the juggler vein. I, I have that playing. Really I, too, I listen to Goo in the, in, the car, in the car. So it's like my car stereo playing the direwolf ripping a man's throat open. It's pretty intense. But also, Shelby Lynn Walker says, seriously, I love these commentary episodes. Gosh darn it, Lady's Death owned my emotions and brings tears to my eyes every time I watch episode two. But the real own goes to Catelyn for stopping the blade with her hands. If I recall correctly, that blade was Valyrian steel, so that totally could have sliced her Whoa. fingers off. Mm-hmm. Well, Mind blown. Yeah. Right? Okay. Let's reiterate that there was a man that once chopped off his head while shaving <laughs> by accident. Steel. Meanwhile, we've got um, Aaron Kuhn who asks, <clears throat> I am new on Game of Thrones Ascent. My name is Aaron Stormboard. I need powerful people. <laughs> Join me. So you all better go and XD. do that because, wow, powerful yeah. people. He needs them. Listen, if you <laughs> if you can fight your way through the errors, because, listen, the game is still in beta. If you can fight your way through the errors, and a lot of you guys are seeing that, please join Aaron's fight. <laughs> what are you doing? Aaron, tell us what you're doing. He's just gathering powerful you, people. <laughs> 
<laughs> for what? For bolts of wool or for pieces of wood? We need to know this. So write it again and let us know your your, your intent here. Yeah. If you make your intentions clear, Eric, we could join, you know, like or, our house to yours. Or, you know? or you could be I, like Phyllis Ashley, who was playing Game of Thrones Ascent, and she just smiled the other day. And there's a screen cap of this. Somebody sent it to us. She just smiled and, quote, defeats 92 nightmares with a rain of biscuit crumbs, end quote. <laughs> Okay. That really oh, happened over on a set. Uh, so biscuit crumbs are being. Thrown. You got some skills, yes. Phyllis. The, the real question is if it, is it's an Americanized biscuit or if it's you know European biscuits, which are actually a cookie. like our, our cookies. Yeah. So yeah, we need we need reiteration on this. Oh, speaking of cookies, Phyllis. <laughs> I guess I just did f- speaking of cookies, but actually, Phyllis. Wait, that's the same person, Phyllis Ashley again corrected us recently that the reason why the creepy girl this is referring to the premiere episode of season three the reason she had a blue slash black mouth was because she's a mage remember captain creepy face they drink nightshade duh guys uh-huh. duh. Well, that, you guys that was that? the me thing because i never read the book and i God, actually Eric, had forgotten captain duh. creepy face the same guy same guy <laughs> same thing i mean with the mouth yeah Nightshade. That explains my mouth problems because, yeah. Okay, good. Well, it's nice. Commented on Winter is Coming from Lars. He says, I really did enjoy the podcast slash commentary, but allow me to correct a few things. Number one, ass high is indeed pronounced ash high. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Holding on. Hold on. Hold on. Number two, one of the people in this podcast has a tendency to pronounce Bran's name Braun. Stop it. Bran, not Braun. Winky face. And right. it's animated because so, it's in Skype now. So Braun. So, <laughs> so Braun. So Get Braun. it right, fuckers. <laughs> okay? And listen, uh, and this is going out to Micah, who's listening to this, probably on his way to work. T- I want to let you know that it's not ass high, okay? It is a shy. There's nothing to do with asses in the name of this, okay? Yeah, they're there is not one high. Ass- they're not being lifted okay. for our approval. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, Lars, you know that's a joke on the show. We're going to keep calling it ass high because I don't know. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> because we can. I, because we're, that's, that's just something we talk about. I don't know. <laughs> because the show needs more asses after all yeah. as – yeah. It's true. We'll say brand. Though. Yeah, we'll say brand. You know, uh, obviously, like that. That's that's happened like a hundred times in right. the show. I think where we'll be like a brand. You suddenly see why they changed Asha to Yara with the Osha thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although we still mess it up. It's so Osha. easy when you're in random conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so easy. Like if we were typing, for example, like you don't accidentally type Braun over Brand Lars, so you try to do it, okay? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I was going to say, we do try and add as many asses as possible because there really hasn't been. And as Karina Garcia noted, is it just me or has there been a lack of boobs in these two episodes? So <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think it's true. We're just trying to add some of that that sex. There that was man loves. boob that got cut off. Oh, don't remind <laughs> me. Yeah, that's that's uh... there's been some 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 naked chests of men. I think you guys well, are just sort of, you know. Marguerite was pretty well revealed. Make a chest of men, though. Does that really? That doesn't get anyone going. It's like there's no. a shirtless guy. Welcome to high school sports. Even know? somebody else was talking about Joffrey, and I don't. Of course, I didn't source this tweet, but somebody was like, "Yeah, Joffrey needed like a little bit more muscle for that to do anything for me." Oh, but he's like, supposed yeah. to be like a 13 year old boy, though, and the actor's like 20, so they had to do what they could. Do you think? Yeah. Are you suggesting that they like demanified his chest? I, I mean, I'm I don't want to make that any They didn't make him eat 4,000 calories a day to gain all. Right. This extra Bulk. muscle mass that no that no human needs, you know, unless they're out farming their food. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, guys, I want to know who put this in the Skype because this is hilarious. Okay, which one? <laughs> this one was not at us, but mentions us. Oh, oh that was Eric. That? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is great. Chris Jr. at Chris Jr. All right, he has a great idea, guys. All right, idea, idea on Twitter. Okay, idea. Game of Owns, a game show where all I do is yell at nerds and they film me doing it. <laughs> also from Jay at Crazy Diamond, uh, he says, uh, played a drinking game for last night's ep. Every time a new character is introduced, tequila shot. The show owned my buds and I. <laughs> nice. You got to be careful with that, man. These drinking games, you have to really pick something a little lighter than tequila because I think this show is really all about exceeding everyone's expectations. And every every, tequila makes people get sexy too. You know what I'm saying? And they take their clothes off. So maybe I don't know. Maybe you you and your buds were just hanging out. You know, sounds like fun. Shine on you, crazy diamond. Isn't there a a, there's a Swedish tweet? (gasps) 
And there's there. a you have Swedish to read it. tweet. Where is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, I see it. I read see the, it. Read the Swedish tweet. Okay. Go for <clears> it. <throat> All right. <laughs> I feel like my duplicity is about to be exposed, but only the Swedes will know, so it's okay. Basti Basti, who is Basti Stinson, writes, Erstmal frühstücken. Oh, wait, I can do better than that. Erstmal, no. Erstmal frühstücken at den neuen Game of Owens podcast hören. That's the end of the tweet, but then she says in English, first went to have breakfast and the new Game of Thrones podcast here. But that's a lie. She's actually saying, um, okay, oh, yeah, I can't think of something funny. <laughs> no, I did that translation. I added that translation in because oh, I thought you? it was oh. German. Is it, is it not German? It's, it's German. I think it's German. I think oh, yeah, it's actually, German. it's, it's for Stuken and Denver and Game of Thrones podcast. Actually, it's, it's not. It must be like Dutch or something. I have I don't no know idea. It, it seems like this is our new slogan. See, this is the difference different between words. the listeners and us is we're we are we're on our feet right now and being brutally honest and they have the power to Google and pretend they knew it the whole time. So it's like so. Erstmal frühstücken er den neuen Game of Owns Podcast Horen. So that's yes. more more German. First, Basti yeah. Basti, our bestie, Basti Basti, <laughs> went to have some breakfast, and now they're listening to the new Game of Owns podcast. That's lovely. <laughs> and underneath, that is great. Underneath that tweet is written, can you guys hear me? I think that might have been from one of us. <laughs> so we're slowly exhausting. Uh, our, our raven's getting tired. I think we have only a few more. Uh, Scott Glennon also commented on Winter's Coming. He said, this is going to be a meme now, isn't it? I took an arrow to the knee. It's too bad Catelyn Stark didn't love Jon Snow. That Aaron put it on t-shirts. <laughs> I th- I, that has sort of turned into a, a slight yeah, little craze. Has. Did you yeah. guys see that on People Twitter? People were tumbling about it. They were like, I missed that. They were like, it, they, there's been this whole all these memes on Twitter that goes like, if Catelyn loved Jon Snow, Yara would still be called Osha, Esha. Asha, <laughs> way to butcher the name. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, there's just a whole bunch of them, and they're all hilarious. And if 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 she'd not jo- loved Jon Snow, Ned wouldn't have died. All these things. It's great. Uh, John Sand also writes on WinnerIsComing.net. He goes about Thoros's sword skills. The hands tournament on the TV show only had the jousting part, won by Loras Tyrell. But in the book, there are three contests: jousting, swordplay, and bow. And Thoros of Mir won the swordplay. Just a thing to keep in mind. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. So Thoros is fancy with that steel, is what he's trying to say, Eric. Yeah. No, thank you for that. I really appreciate that update. And I don't, I hadn't remembered that from the book that I just read. (laughs) So. Uh, my apologies if I completely laid that left that out on the show. No, you your your prediction that he was a good swordsman was correct. So we had some love recently, and these actually take the form once the Raven delivers them. They're actually on red um, paper, handwritten um, in in something that actually shines really well against the red, and folded into little <laughs> origami hearts. So there you mm-hmm. go. Uh, we've gotten some love recently, according to this Raven. Let me open the first one here. Of course, paper, I don't have paper. Yeah, paper and machine. Careful, careful, careful! What the it might rip. Oh, it's all over my hands now. Damn. Oh God, no! The, the glue is still hands. wet. <laughs> the glue is still wet. Oh no! So the first love comes from Jessica Lawson, and Jessica says, "If you're not listening to Game of Owns podcast, uh, look at your life. Look at your choices. Make cell shape on forehead, loser." Well, we hope that you guys like it. Yeah. That's that's really all that we can come out of it. It's like, because first and foremost, it's like uh, an email like, hey, you guys want to talk about Game of Thrones? Yeah, let's record a show. <laughs> that's pretty much all. <laughs> yeah. We don't know about the guys who aren't listening, but all of you guys who are listening are certainly not losers. Yeah, you're not. Aww, definitely. so there's that. Okay, so uh, Quantum of Lawless, Christian, M.E., writes on Twitter, thanks for the app on the Game of Thrones exhibition. I was in New York City, and the line for it was seven hours long, Whoa. so I didn't get in. Wow, now, this is what I'm talking didn't about. Know yet. I feel Damn. like I, I must have brought this up on the last episode on last Friday when we were talking about the Game of Thrones exhibition. It's gone already. So clearly, this guy, you know, Christian, who went up to the line, found out it was seven hours long and couldn't get in, it was gone two days later. Like, clearly, there's this demand for the exhibition that lasted longer than it did in New York because now it's, you know, gone on. And it was only there. You half know a what? Week. You know what I'm thinking. You remember when they did? And this is obviously like a wild dream of mine. But remember when they first started doing the Harry Potter exhibitions, and then 
a theme park was announced. Like, I'm not saying this is going to be a Game of Thrones uh. theme park. That would be pretty grim. Um, get your head chopped off over here. But <laughs> this is the guillotine. Go I'm, up to I'm, this. I'm thinking that the reason that they're doing this, and for such a short amount of time, is that because they're gauging interest for something maybe a bit more permanent. At least hmm. that would be interesting. They better that be gouging be cool. eyes out. Gouging, <laughs> gouging, <laughs> gouging interest. They better gouging be price interest. gouging on all of those drinks at the Game of Thrones theme park, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be the shit because I'd be going in there and I'd be eating lamprey pie. Okay, I, I don't know, give a guys. shit what's in it. And I'm <laughs> yes. going to be drinking the finest Dornish wine until the night is no, over. No, no, no. Milk of the poppy. <laughs> Milk of the poppy. All right. Well, there's a you can get that nowadays, Eric. It's Maybe you could get your picture things, taken though. with the poppy. <laughs> okay. Well, that probably wouldn't be nice. You could have like a ride the dragon ride. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going off now. Escape Joffrey and King's Landing. Uh, hey guys, the Raven. Uh, I think the Raven's about to leave. Aww. He's uh, no, don't leave. He's him. looking a little impatient. He's looking Squash. a little impatient. Before he leaves, though, I think we should uh, read this final email sent to us from Brittany. She says, "Hey guys." First off, I just wanted to say that I love the new layout. I opened up Goo this afternoon to my internship after being gone for a week for spring break, and I thought I was on the wrong page. <laughs> That's cool. Secondly, I wanted to share with you guys that my friend and I went to see Amelia Clark in Breakfast at Tiffany's on Broadway this past Saturday. Not only was Amelia stunning and simply brilliant as Holly Golightly, but she was also incredibly sweet at the stage door. She took a picture with me, and when I said I'm so excited about season three, she replied, Oh, yes. It's just around the corner, isn't it? Be sure to listen to Game of Owns, my favorite Game of Thrones podcast, <laughs> and her lovely, brilliant British accent, of course. I'm sure and she finally, said that. <laughs> I'm so excited for the Game of Thrones exhibit this weekend. Will I see you guys there? It'd be awesome if we could plan, or if you could plan a good tour of the exhibit, led by yourselves, of course. I wish we could have done that. She says, stay gooey, Brittany. She also has a photo attached. We'll put that in the show notes. She got to hang out with the queen, the mother of dragons. Unbelievable. So that happened. That's awesome. And they talked about Game of Owns. Isn't that I cute? don't believe it. <laughs> Was it the same Brittany, do you think, that wrote in about Theon here? Brittany spells it the same black? I have no idea. Oh, well, it's it's definitely a solemn moment here. But uh, as I speculated on Monday's episode of Game of Thrones, I suspected that people would be cheering when Theon was getting injured. This tweet to us proves it. My own of the episode, <laughs> Brittany Black, goes to my friend who says, quote, this is the most awesome thing ever watching Theon get tortured. Aww. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, wow. I actually felt really bad for Theon this week. Like, I really did. No one deserves that kind of thumb screwing. <laughs> or foot screwing. Yeah, whatever it was. That's not what they mean by foot sex. You're, do, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> They're doing, doing it wrong. wrong. Poor Theon Listen, just never get it be... right. <laughs> If you want to be friends with Brittany, that means you should submit the things that you say on Twitter, much like her and her friends do. That's what they do. They're cool. They're friends. They have a social club. It's called the Brittany Alliance, and they stay Britannia together. It's great. They are friends, and they met on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Game of Owns is where they met. And sometimes when their feelings are getting a little bit too long to be tweeted, they send an email to contact at GameOfOwns.com. Correct. They also find us on Facebook, and sometimes they ask us to join their alliance on Game of Thrones Ascent. But on Facebook, we are at Facebook.com slash Game of Owns. It's true. It's very true. And finally, if that's just not enough goof for you and you need to share your excitement everywhere you can, you can also find us on Hypable.com, which is H-Y-P-A-B-L-E.com, as well as on WinterIsComing.net. We hope that you will share your comments with us in all of these different ways. The people that populate all of these sites, you guys are super cool. I mean, it's you're pretty much just like us. We're all just friends. So I feel like we could have all been friends in another life if we would have sort of met through the same social channels or familiar social channels. But I mean, I suppose my theory is that this show is going to play that part. And eventually, uh, I don't know if it's through the summer camp or through Ooh. meeting up at countless conventions, yeah. that we're eventually going to have the largest friend circle of all time. We're all going to be friends with each other. We're going to drink just skins of wine, horns of ale, and we're going to talk about stuff that we have done. We're not going to talk about stuff other people have done. We're going to be like, remember that time <laughs> Eric climbed a tree, grabbed the vine, and flew into et cetera, et cetera, you know, like a, a big hunting thing full of uh, killer bees. I mean, literally the possibilities are endless. We never oh, know. Yeah. Killer Beats. Jojen has seen it. There you go. Keep your minds open. It's Game of Thrones. We're a podcast. We talk about a few things. A, we talk about Game of Thrones, the TV show put on by HBO. B, we talk about the Song of Ice and Fire book series put on by HBO and made by George R. R. Martin. Uh, C, we talk about Selena, always traveling uh, to Sweden. This is my she favorite topic. Sweden. 
It's true. It's a place where she lives. It's not made up. It's not a joke. It's real. And Eric, of course, because he is not made up. He is real. He's a real person. Well, you know, you mentioned that people listen to us and many people do not know, but you can actually also fast forward us. Not that you would want to. You could rewind us. You can pause us. You can skip to any point in the show. If you're listening through your iTunes program uh, Mm -hmm. or your iPod or any of your listening devices as you do. And Mm -hmm. we also, our listeners, recurring listeners to this show will know that we do request occasionally when you're having moments of joy about this show that you leave us a nice kind worded review on the iTunes store and we love reading the reviews but what's important about them is they are all five stars nothing less this week if you do not leave us a five-star review Joffrey Baratheon will make your lifestyle punishable by death oh <laughs> i'm just telling you no more because, late you know, afternoons you know at the how, mall susan you know how joffrey and i are buds now well he told me that he's like i'm thinking about making their lifestyle you know punishable by death and i'm like well i'm gonna make sure that that doesn't happen so i'm just warning oh, you guys just warning you you're guys. like you're on the inside dude you're an infiltrator you're for the good side it's true. Or are you? Are we'll you? We'll find out. R R I. Every time. Or R R I. Okay, so I mean, you know, going back to our earlier cat discussion, Catlin, she can't have been too pissed off by what you guys said last week because she left us a iTunes review. So I thought that was mm. nice of her. Maybe she's worried about Joffrey though. She well, maybe, maybe she feels like if she doesn't leave us an iTunes review, more Starks will May- die. Maybe. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Because um, so, that thing she did with Jon Snow. So this one is from Is Cat, which is you know she's cat. So there you go. Uh, I love this podcast and I listen to it religiously. Ooh, the hosts are hilarious and the conversation Pray is thoughtful <laughs> and pure genius. Sometimes <laughs> you have not lived if you are a Game of Thrones fan and you don't listen to this. Ooh. Zach, we gotta we gotta open up a goo episode with just the church organ like a pipe <laughs> yes. playing the game. We are the also, seven. we need to erect a statue, a statue of the four of us, like on a mountainside, just carved into the side church. of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, it's just our it's our likeness. All right. Copyright patent pending. Don't try to steal <laughs> our likenesses if you know what we look like. This is a game of owns for a podcast. I'm Zach Louie. I'm Eric Skull. And I'm Selena Logan. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs>